The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Well, now we're going to talk about storytelling with a really great guest. My guest is Barbara Alaprentis. She's an award-winning storyteller. She's nationally known for performing and producing storytelling events in voice and or sign language on television, in theater, schools, libraries, community centers, and festivals. She can communicate with people of all ages, and her programs encourage people to celebrate all cultures through the art of storytelling in all of its forms. And so today, that's what we're going to talk about. She's a trilingual storyteller. She shares stories in English, Greek, and American Sign Language. And she was born with an innate quirky sense of humor on the Aegean island of Paros, where she loves to talk about the personal stories of her Greek-American immigrant childhood. Welcome, Barbara. Oh, I'm delighted to be with you today to talk about my favorite subject, storytelling. I really enjoy talking. Tell us about this. All right, I'm going to just start, and then you can finish. Barbara Apprentice was born in a two-room house in a small fishing village on Paros, a Greek island in the Aegean Sea. All right, listen, in every house, it seemed, there was a ya, a yi-yi, a grandmother, and I thought, yeah, yeah, okay. So tell us about that. Paint paint that picture for us. That sounds amazing. Okay. Okay, first, it's Paros, P-A-R-O-S. Okay. And it's a small island in the Aegean. It's one of the 33 islands of the Kiklades, the 33 islands in the Aegean. And my earliest memory, people ask me this question all the time. Hey, when did you start telling stories? I think that is not the question. The question is, when did I start listening to stories? And because I have this quirky sense of humor, I say I think I was, I've been listening in utero. That's when I started. I had my ear to the navel, and when I came out, I said, what's going on here? But, no, seriously, in my village, my earliest memories are there's a yaya, a grandmother on every stoop, wherever you looked. And so, and I thought they were all mine. And, uh, in fact, they were, because, you know, it takes a village, and in Paros, any older woman, you know, the children, the little children will call her yaya. So that's the Greek word for grandmother. Some Greeks would pronounce it yaya, but my, we say it yaya. But I was there, um, and I, my father was an immigrant. I mean, he was a merchant marine, and he was traveling back and forth to the island, coming to New York City, and I love to tell the story where he would come as a merchant marine, get a pass from his um, captain and promise to come back on the Monday, and then he'd go to Astoria, Queens, hide out in a Greek restaurant that was owned by his compatriots, his relatives, and he'd work there in the kitchen washing dishes. And he was what they, they call that jump ship. 
And then when the immigration officials in the 30s would come through the front door and they'd run in the back, they'd say, Anastasios, quick, immigration's here. He'd go out the back door, up the staircase, into the elevated train, back to New York, sign up on another ship. So he would go back and forth to Greece in this way. When he was here, he'd say, he'd send money home to my mother. And in the village, she was known as the Americana because she would get those checks from America. But eventually, he brought us to America. Um, and I came when I was two and a half, which is when I met uh, my Barbara, father. Let me ask you the point. I want to ask you this. You know, today you're hearing so much about your heritage. Ancestry.com is on television all the time. You should find out who your ancestors are. Why do you think it's so important to know this and to tell the stories of your ancestors? Can I read you a very short poem? That I sure. begin very often. Very short. It's called, It's a book, I, and it's just so relevant to which the question you're asking. And I happen to take it out, have it here because I wondered if you'd ask it. I feel so strongly about this. It's a okay. book called Strings: A Gathering of Family Poems. And Nina Nyhart wrote this short, short thing about the strings of my ancestors. When I need string, I can't find it, but today string is everywhere. Shame on the one who does not want string. I must not forget my ancestors. I do up packages, little gold cars, and ivory servants for their new lives. I must not forget my children. I teach them cat's cradles, Jacob's ladder, the bridge, and the river to keep them out of mischief. I tie bows on my strings, my children's fingers. They must not forget their ancestors. When you cut string, it calls off in two directions. My point is we must, we all, we, we are our ancestors. There's a wonderful quote by Mordecai. We are our mothers. They are their mothers. We are all our mm-hmm. mothers. We're connected. And when, yeah. Oh, yeah, go ahead. And so uh, just to finish that thought, and when I tell that, uh, when I do programs and I use that quote, very often a woman will come up to me indignantly and say, well, I'm not like my mother. I said, isn't that funny? Listen to what I said. Uh, we are our mothers. They are their mothers. We are all our mothers. And when I say that, I don't. I think of my two sons, because why mm-hmm. do people assume it's mother, mother? Anyway, I talk. Go ahead. Ask me. I'm sorry. I talk a lot. Go ahead. No, no, no. But I think what you're saying is that we all have, you know, we're all connected in some way. And I will tell you that about ten years ago, I wrote a book called Pathfindings, my second book, Seven Principles for Positive Living. And my father was alive at that time. I told his stories, so I would have seven principles, and I would interview other people and my own thoughts and then I would share my father's stories in every chapter and I'd put them in like I'd make them italic or in a special color and in now I have all of that I mean it was very important to write that because now I really know what it was like with my grandfather and what his thoughts were growing up and his motivations but um I what what I hear today so much because communication today is, I think, more important than ever, particularly now that we have texting and technology, where a lot of our younger people aren't speaking in full sentences because they're texting all the time. So fill that out for us, Barbara, in terms of how important storytelling is in terms of making your point in communication and not just three words on a page. Well, it it really reflects on... um I'm noticing with my own children, my grandchildren, when I was little, because people say, oh, you're a storyteller. My children and my grandchildren, especially, they want to hear stories of what it was like when I was growing up, what their father was like, you know. So I think that the family stories 
uh, worth as Alan Goodman uh, of um, uh, of the Ghosts uh, and Globe said, the family stories are, are worth the storage. If we, it just gives children hope. And when I tell stories, even in groups in schools, and I tell my own story about coming to America, that my mother died when I was three and a half, the children come up to me and ask, and when they, what they see is an adult who overcame a terrible childhood is a successful adult. I, it's mm. been an, I'm jumping all over the place, but I really feel this is the key to why I do what I do. Um, and uh, so I, I think, again, the universal things that connect all people. I mean, people are on social media, uh, Facebook, and, and yet what you're just looking, you see the universal things are what, what brings yeah. people together. One of the things that, that I do beside my shows is I help people create their own podcast series. And the main thing I talk about there is you must tell a story. When you're doing a podcast, if you just stand there and say, well, now here are the three tips to effectively communicate better, that's not going to cut it. What's going to cut it is uh-huh. that amazing story that you told that I'm going to remember. And then I'll remember the point from the story. Absolutely. It's the only way. It's, it's the stories that will, will help you sell anything. Um, I'm just reminded of uh, many years ago, I was um, emceeing at a major medical convention uh, conference in Manhattan at the Intercontinental Hotel. It was the My Senior Gravis Foundation. I was the spokesperson for them at the time. And I was emceeing, and the doctors all got up, and they were making speeches about the latest uh, technology and the, 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 what we call the new discoveries. And as the MC, I felt I had to break up. And in between each of the doctor's speeches, I threw in a two-minute uh, folk tale of some kind that related. Mm. That's why I am able to do it. And the, the executive director of the organization, the little boy, couldn't get a babysitter, nine years old, was in the audience. He went to the United Nations School in New York City. The next day, he called me up, so excited. He said, Barbara. I said, what, Brick? He said, I got it. He said, I know. When grown-ups want to teach children what to do, they say, don't do this, do that. But when the lesson is in the story, the mm-hmm. child says, oh, right. I get it. So I, that's my favorite. I rest my case uh, while we have to tell. Isn't that the great? That's great. <laughs> it is great. And, and have, what did I learn? It's when I was a little girl. My father was a merchant. We came to America, brought us here. He was illegal for a while, then he got legal. And when we were children, there were four of us. My father never raised his voice. He never got angry. If we were not getting along, if we were arguing, no, I did that before. No, you did. He'd say, hey, he said, I once knew a boy, and he'd tell us a story. Mm. Not the way I tell it, Worma. I was like, I just do it. throw it away. Yeah, and I thought he knew these people. Yeah. I thought yeah. he knew these people. Right. <laughs> they were folk tales. <laughs> All right. We are going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk more to Barbara Alaprantis. And I'm going to ask Barbara about how she works with American Sign Language. And, it, you know, is there a difference when you tell the stories in English or in Greek or the sign language and about the audiences she works with and how we can incorporate the stories again into our own life. You're listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. I'm Patricia Raskin. And again, my guest is Barbara Alaprantis, who is a wonderful storyteller and mentor. And again, it's Barbara Alaprantis, A-L-I-P-R-A-N-T-I-S. You can find her on Facebook and you can find her also on WordPress, Barbara Alaprantis on WordPress.com. I'm Patricia Raskin with The Patricia Raskin Show. Be right back.
stimulating talk. It gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you or someone you know interested in attending college? With both college tuition and college enrollment up 60% since 2002, there is a lot of competition, and careful planning needs to be a part of the process. Tune in to Getting In, a College Coach Conversation, hosted by Elizabeth Heaton and featuring a team of college coach experts. We'll bring you the tips, techniques, and know-how to navigate the road to college and do so the smart way. Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. What defines your success? Is it success in your business? Success in your personal life? Is it more money? Is it meaningful relationships? How about your passion? Listen for Taking Care of Business with host David Wallach. David's guests share their challenges and what they did to overcome them. What if you can let your passion for success lead you to your success? Taking Care of Business is broadcast live every Tuesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time and 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. What makes a great leader? Most have a vision, one that starts beyond the resources available and continues from that point into developing a solid plan, organization, and company. Leadership issues are discussed each week on VoltCast, illuminating leadership with host Jeff Smith. Jeff has years of experience as a leader and executive coach, and his guests will bring you information that can help a team of any size. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. Where can you learn about EasyWayPromotions.com's social media marketing, brand positioning, and more? Easy Talk Live. Where can you get tuned into celebrities in the business world? Easy Talk Live. Where can you learn about entrepreneurship? Easy Talk Live. Every week, host Eric E.Z. Zuli and his celebrity friends talk about global causes, offer tips and tricks that you can use right now on social media, and give you the chance to promote your projects on Easy Talk Live. Every Saturday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone. We are back, and we are talking about storytelling with Barbara Alaprantis, who is an award-winning storyteller, and she's nationally known for performing and producing storytelling events in voice and or sign language on television, theater, schools, libraries, community centers, and festivals. Welcome back, Barbara. Okay. All right. So here's what I want to ask. I want to ask you about when you're delivering the story in sign language. You know, and let's just take that, and we can talk about the other language, Greek, too. But with sign language, um, you know, is the, mes- is the message getting across in the same way? Is it as powerful as it would be if you were speaking it and somebody could hear it in English? Well, let me put it this way. Sign language, uh, first of all, I happen to be 
performing, I'm speaking, and I can sign at the same time, but it's not the best way for deaf audiences. They prefer someone to just sign and someone voice for the hearing people in the audience. But um, the thing with sign language, it's really challenging for me to interview on the radio because I'm so, um, you know, I'm so used to signing and speaking and using my hands to enhance the story. But I'm um, trying to see, um, let me see if I can answer your question. Um, I'm not sure I quite understand what you mean. Tell me again. Can people get the message as strongly when you sign? Oh, can more they? so. I would, I would say, now I know where you're going. It is, the, the, what happens is the, um, the sign language only enhances, and with, because of the facial expression, I'm assuming, we're, we're, let's talk about speaking and signing at the same time, which is a very challenging. It's really not effective, but it can be done by people like myself if I specialize in pigeon sign English. But um, if you're talking about audiences, you have to know. Uh, I have a wonderful thing I tell people about. Just because a person's born deaf, and not uh, sign language doesn't spring from their hands. And the audience could be filled with people who know sign language, people who don't, the hard of hearing. So there's no right way, there's no wrong way. It's just... Uh, it's a challenge. That's all I can tell you. It's a challenge. But the sign language, definitely, hearing people love it. And I always teach hearing audiences. Uh, I'll tell the stories and I perform. And then at the end, I get everybody singing and signing. And I teach them the basic uh, way to sign. A simple song is like row, row, row your boat or side by side. Mm-hmm. Just to, and I tell people, forget what you know about it. It's not, it's not about vocabulary. What do you want to say? And so it, mm-hmm. it's quite dramatic. But unfortunately, mm. we're on the radio, so it's not easy for me to, to articulate yeah. this, but I hope, I hope I'm answering it Barbara, a little bit. Barbara, do you teach workshops and seminars on this as well, or do you do more of the storytelling itself? Well, it depends. I, I offer, I, I'm just here in less than a year, but my goal is to set up an introductory course to sign language through storytelling. That's how I teach sign language, through stories. And... Mm. Um, the first thing I tell the audience is, you know, be ready for a shift in thinking. It's not what you think it is. So, um, but I, I offer workshops and I go to festivals and I belong to, and I have, um, I do mostly workshops, but I haven't done any here. But in New York, I was doing them all the time. I would, uh, you know, three, three session uh, introductory course. And when a person would come to me over the years, I taught at Queensborough Community College. Mm. If they came and they told me they wanted to become a sign language interpreter, I said, okay, I can only give an introductory course and then I would point them in the right direction. Mm. But, Do you well, feel, Barbara, there, that when you tell your stories that you're really bonding the audiences to you in a much deeper way? In other words, there's a, a much deeper connection with this story. Uh, because of the signing, you mean? No, because of just the story. Yeah, oh, the story. Well, there's no question about it. No question about it. Every time I tell a story into an audience, you just, you, you build a connection. There's a difference between watching TV. Okay, watching TV, going to the movies. Uh, Lloyd Richards, who was the uh, artistic director at Yale, said, and I'm paraphrasing what he said, when people watch TV or go to the movies, it's one form of entertainment. When you go to a live theater, 
and you watch a, a play or listen to a storyteller, you're making, and you go there, you're making an appointment to feel. Because the difference mm-hmm. between when you're in a live yes. audience and, yeah. and you're telling a story, you, you, it's, there's the connection. Uh, the, and watching, the, you can see people looking and, and there's this connection. I can't even explain it. it it's yeah. quite powerful. Yes. And, and, the, would- and for you... Go ahead. I have a, I talk a lot. Interrupt me. No, that's all right. Talk. That's all right. What would you like to leave our listeners with? What's your message today of your work, of storytelling, of listening to stories and telling stories? What's your message? My message? Ooh, that's a tall order. Let me think a minute. My message is um, about listening to one another. Um, mm. As I teach my grandchildren when they're talking over each other, I say, use this phrase, may I have your listening? The problem today is, and it's shocking to me to watch at a dinner table, because everybody, anywhere, a restaurant, people, their faces are down, you're not talking to one another, yes. even yeah. with families, and, and it's so important to... Um, and I tell people, I, I also this suggestion at your Thanksgiving table, play a game that the Native Americans did, pass the fork, or they would use a stick. You know, sit at the table and at one point stop, take the fork and pass it around the table and have each person say something and speak about it. It's called yeah. pass. I love that. It's just, my grandkids love it, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, can we play pass the fork? It's, say you have a uh, it's great. It, it, it's everybody great. has to say something and... and, and you know, contribute something to the conversation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you're giving people permission to express themselves, which I think you right. know, that's so important as a young child, which I'm sure you gave to right. your children, you know, where many times that doesn't happen. You know, a parent will say to the kid, be quiet, not, you know, and then the child is reluctant. Oh, yeah. Oh, but, I grew up listening to the expression, little children, little pictures have big ears, little children be seen and not heard. Well, they right. didn't get me. I, I was, people ask me, I started listening and eavesdropping as a small child. Listening. <laughs> I still do it, you know, by paying attention, looking around and, and noticing. But it, it's really, I think the most important thing that I want to leave behind is, is listen to one another. Mm-hmm. Really mm. get, listen to one another. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the stories, because the stories connect us. They do. They do. Thank you so much for being on the program. Thank you. It was really delightful. And again, it's Barbara Alaprantis, A L I P R A N T I S. She's a storyteller and mentor. You can find her on Facebook and you can find her also on WordPress, Barbara Alaprantis on WordPress.com. Um, Barbara, thanks so much for being on the show. Oh, my pleasure. I'll leave with a traditional African ending to any program. A story, a story. Let it come, let it go. (laughs) Thank you so much for calling. I so enjoyed this. Thank Thank you. you. All right, stay on the line for a minute. Someday I'll visit you. I'll visit you in Providence. All right, do that. Stay on the line for a minute, Barbara. All right, folks, remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Like me on Facebook, Patricia Raskin, Raskin Resources, or send me an email, patricia at patriciaraskin.com, and I'll put you on my email list, and you can get my newsletters. And my homepage um, will tell you all about what I'm doing with my radio shows and helping people produce their own podcast series. All right, until next time, have a wonderful week. I'm Patricia Raskin, right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of The Patricia Raskin Show. 
Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week. We'll be right back. 